Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entirety of the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. And, guys, it's free. It's free. Tools are free. Can you believe it? HashtagBasketball.com. I am your host, Ty Cashman, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, I'm going to change my normal question oh. into a bet. I don't, like the, I don't like this already, Tyler. I do not All right. Like now, you got to promise me you haven't looked this up yet. Uh, I promise you that I haven't looked it up yet. <laughs> okay. Third, I'll give you 50 bucks if you can oh. name the third highest ranked Oklahoma City Thunder player from last season in per game value. But if you can't get it in three guesses, you have to give me five bucks. Uh, I don't like this because, like, I, I know your vibe, Tyler. There's always the whenever you're asking me about anything, it's either a very esoteric player or a very obvious player. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to take the bet, Tyler, because um, I don't fuck around. So I'm going to take the bet. I'm not going to guess who I know, the two best players. I know who they are, so I'm just going to try to think in my brain who was on the team uh, last season. Last season, it's not my guy, Darius Basley. Is it him? Oh, there's one guess down, Michael. Mm, I don't like this. It's, it's, you know what it is? I bet you it's someone... Oh, is it something weird like it's Josh Giddy and somehow he was that, like, it was just like a weird thing? Is that a guess? That is a guess. That's two down. Josh Giddy, 97th ranked player, second best. All right. Damn it. All right. So then it is a weird player that I don't know who the fuck they are. What's the most esoteric player on this team that I can remember? Um, Trey Mann? No, no, not even close. Okay, I don't know any of these. I mean, those are all players on. I could have probably given you 100 guesses, and I don't think you're going to get this, because I'm not sure you've ever even heard of this player. Are you ready for this? Okay, who is this guy? 101st in per-game value, played exactly seven games for the Thunder. Mr. Jalen Horde. (laughs) Jalen Horde. Seven games. I mean, that's, you know, a little trickery there, but... uh... Okay, Jalen Horde. Shout out to. So I was Korea. actually going to give you credit for this if you named the guy who it actually was in a decent number of games, which was Lou Dort, who you totally forgot about. Yeah. You forgot he was even a person who existed. I know, I know Lou Dort. I just didn't think he was that good. <laughs> okay, well he was he was really the third highest. If you don't count someone who played seven games, so I was going to give you credit for that, but you couldn't even get Lou Dort. Uh, so. Yes. All right. Well, I'll send you my. I'll Venmo you five bucks uh, at the end of this. At the end of this pod. Oh, if you haven't noticed, everybody, we are talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder. We are doing our thirty teams in thirty days. Now, the Oklahoma City Thunder, a weird team of a bunch of weirdos who do weird stuff, and the rosters are weird. And the here was another question I was going to ask you. You ready for this? Um, I, I think you'll find this. I think you'll find this good. Okay. okay. Of the Thunder folks, who they played 26 people last year. That's a lot. At least one game. Last okay. time I checked, uh, that is, you, you're supposed to have less players on your team than that. 
How many Thunder played over 70 games? Oh. Oh. Hell, uh, Bo- I think Giddy was hurt there for a while. I know Shea Gilders didn't. Giddy was probably hurt for a while. I'm going to say one person played 70 games. None. How many played over 60? I'm going to stick with the answer one. Three. That's not a lot, no. though. Three? So Poku, Poku played 61, Trey Mann played exactly 60, and Darius Baisley led the team with 69. Okay. Shake nice. Gilgis 56, Gildy, Gildy 54, Dort 51, Theo Maladon 51. Like, nice. and nice this is what good. this team does. Like, they are, they've had a ton of picks for a while now. They are going to have a full 15 man roster of basically guys they've drafted in the last three years. They are going to try to play everyone. And do we expect saying, to see the same thing this year, though? Yes, when I say they are going to try to play everyone, I mean that. They are literally going to go. Like, they had to cut Isaiah Roby, who had actually shown some flashes for them. Yeah, I like Isaiah Roby. Because they're out of roster spots. And they have all these young guys that they want to develop. And they're going to keep trying to do it by going, all right, well, Shea Gilgis is going to sit this game so we can give minutes to Theo Maladon and Lou Dort and... Henrich Williams and some other guy you've maybe never heard of if you're not a huge basketball fan. Yeah, this is like the streaming, uh, the, the streaming players' wet dream. Is that Theo uh, Maladon comes off the, you know, you're going to get an actually really nice uh, game line from him when he plays 33 minutes. It's just that you got to figure out when this guy is going to play 33 minutes and when he's going to play like 10. Oh, let's just get into this because I think this is going to be messy. It's going to be sloppy. We'll try to figure it out together. Right. All right. Let's, let's not, let's not get messy. Yeah, let's go right, right to Shea Gildress. Let's not beat around the bush. Shea Gildress Alexander, um, obviously on the up and up uh, of everybody's favorite, um, uh, nasty kind of triple-double threat type of player until Josh Roby showed up. And then, of course, Josh Roby, did you just make up a new guy? Josh Roby, Josh Giddy. <laughs> now I got, I, I got, I got Roby in my brain. You know how that happens. Um, too many Robies, too many Joshes, too many Giddies, um, too many Shea Gildress Alexanders. Not too many games played by Shea Gildress Alexander. In two the last straight years. Seasons. Yes, right? but he had two first two years where he was relatively healthy the entire season. The question every, becomes... He's always taking that leap, that next little leap. Every, even in the years he was injured, scoring a little bit more, getting a little bit more assists, getting a little bit more rebounds. So I will tell you this. I think things get hazy in that second round. And there's a lot of guys that are going to eventually be in the second round that sure. I'd much rather have in the third round. Okay? That's fair. SGA finished 28th. So... In the third round, but it's in per game value. Where are you thinking about SGA this year? Per game value, I want to. You know what? I want to feel good about SGA. I want to feel good about him. I want to. I want to support uh, a guy that I was on. I like to think that I'm always like a couple years ahead on these uh, breakout guys. Um, not that he's a breakout guy. He's already broken out, right? Um, I like to think we're gonna revert a little bit back to the mean. 
kind of a off, off year, injured year last couple of years, right? I think he grows a little bit. He's 24 years old. He's going to play plenty of minutes, plenty of games, uh, question mark, right? Don't know about that. And I think that comes into a factor. Um, I think he's going to have a better season next year. I think he's going to shoot a little bit uh, more, a little bit better field goal percentage, closer to 50% than 45%. And if he does that and he's playing 34, 35 minutes a game, he's a crazy, I think the scoring either stays the same or goes a little bit up. And he's going to have really good rebounds and assists and steals. Like his steals are going to be, is going to be nice. And he's going to be a one, one, one guy. All, all in all, right? I think he's going to have a better season than he did last year. Do I take him in the second round, though? Probably not. Yeah, and that's exactly where I'm at. Like, I love Shea Gill. Just, I think he's good. I think he actually might end up going in the second round because I just mentioned it, right? Like, there's just... He might finish in the second round, too. Right. But, like... I'm not stoked if I'm getting him in this my second pick. I'm not going like, yes, got SGA, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. And I had him in a, a couple, uh, two seasons ago, I had him in, in a, as a keeper actually going into last season as a potential keeper. And I was kind of in between on his value. I was like, it's a decent value for, for drafting him, but it's not a great value for drafting him in an auction league, which everybody should be playing auction leagues. And I decided to let him walk. I thought maybe I could get him in the draft for less, and he went for more. Uh, he went for more, and I decided to let him walk and go after my boy De- Dejounte Murray, and that worked out for me. Um, so I got lucky in the in that particular case. I, I, I do think Shea Gilders Alexander has that that's, uh, that upside to be a a second tier player if everything falls right. Yeah. And I think he has the upside to be a second-round player. I think he has the upside to maybe sneak his way into the top 20. But do I want to bank on it, given that the Thunder like to just go, oh, yeah, well, we're not going to play SGA tonight because we can play 30 minutes of Theo Maladon. Yeah, or like for the last month. Let's just not play him for the last month of the season. Everybody's going to go, you know, okay, see, man, whatever. Um. The other player that's very well, there's probably a couple other players that are very interesting to me on this team. The next very interesting player is Josh Giddy. Yeah, who, uh, I think there's a lot of love out there for Josh Giddy. All around, who's the a guy? I'm guessing I'm not gonna get in any leagues this year. He's gonna be very tasty. He's a tasty guy. I, I think he finished 97th last year. They're bad percentages, and I'm not sure how much better they get. I'm looking at um, I'm looking I'm looking at his I'm looking at his game log. He basically played through the 24th and then didn't really play the rest of the the way forward. He played a lot with Shea Gillers Alexander last season, so that was positive. He had a lot of ups and downs, but there are those crazy uh, triple double games that he was able to put together. And here's why people will be 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 sauced up on him. So oh, yeah. Basketball Reference does these predictions projections. Have you seen this? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, so that's the thing they've implemented, uh, I think maybe just in the last few years, but they definitely have done it for a a bit now. Um, you ready for Gas Giddy's projection from Basketball Reference? Sure. Now, this is per 36 minutes, um, so he's not going to quite play that much. But, and I don't know, it is up a little bit from last year, but not a lot. 
Nine rebounds, seven point two assists, one point one steals, fifteen points. Okay. So pr- pretty spicy line there. It's a nice line. I don't even um, um, I don't even hate it. Really, it's yeah. It's, the I don't question know, it's, is, reading the room, where is Giddy? It's you're saying it's thirty six minutes. Yeah, it's per thirty six. Okay, that's yeah. No, I can I can get behind all, that whole line actually in thirty six. Yeah. But there's going to be bad percentages, which is going to hurt his fantasy value. Like, again, I think this is a guy that I want, like, kind of right around 75, right? Yeah, what, what, where does his upside sit? Is it, uh, you know, if he's getting, like he said, 16 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, a steal, shooting a little bit better field goal percentage, maybe just improves in that space, right? Still yeah, but not, no, not no great. threes really from a point guard. This is gonna suck. Yeah. Well, there, there, there's your hit. And no the three. bad percentage. One three, no, one three is no three from a point guard, and once and and seventy percent from the line. Yeah, three negative categories. Steals is probably a, a barely a positive, right? Blocks is probably just okay. Points are just okay. Assistance or rebounds and assists are where you're making your money here. Yeah, and then, this is what I mean. I think he's gonna finish somewhere around seventy-five. So seventy-five, so seventy to ninety. That's where I'd peg him. Well, let let me even show. Uh, let me even go do this. Um, you're in a head-to-head league. You love punting the percentages because you love following the crowd. Uh, so you're hundred percent gonna punt percentages once again this year. Uh, Josh Giddey's stat line last year in twelve points, almost eight rebounds, six and a half assists. Almost a steal, almost a half a block, one three-pointer, still per game, once you punt percentages, 72. Yeah, and that's what I mean, like, and the percentages are hurting you, too. So, like, he's not really giving you that value, even though you think he is, right? So even with a nice increase, maybe a half a leap or even a a, a full uh, jump up in in productivity, scoring more, uh, he's getting a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that, right? Top 60, I don't even know if that's that's achievable. Even and I think he's punting, definitely going to be picked punting, there. If you're punting percentages, now if you're not punting percentages or in a roto league, that's going to kill you. Yeah. And so... Um... Yeah, the uh, temperature in the room, as we talk about a lot, What what is the consensus with the people who are... Playing in these leagues and drafting in these leagues, or uh, writing uh, articles about these uh, about fantasy basketball. What's the consistency in the room? Everybody fucking loves Josh Giddy. Yep. And so I honestly think you'll see him go in the top fifty in some leagues, not in all, but in some. And that's way too high for me. Yeah, I would. I, I don't think I can disagree with that. Um, all right, let's look at the rest of this Oklahoma City roster and try to figure out. What we're gonna do with it? So I think there's only two other standard league players. If you're asking me, um, I would say, yeah, I would have to, I'd have to agree. Especially when you start thinking about minutes played, I'd have to agree. Uh, Do we want to save Chet for last? Oh yeah, I think so because I think he's the the biggest question mark, right? We kind of we've seen Dort. We know what he is. He keeps getting better. Mostly, it's he's just playing more minutes. Um, does does Dort score seventeen points a game? Given they're adding Chet, Ooh, good question. That's a great question. 
Uh, and this is kind of where this young player amalgamation of of young talent gets funky, right? Is like everybody, okay, everybody healthy now. Well, and that's what like some people will be like, oh, well, you know, Dort's twenty two, he should be getting better too. But like, not everybody can score two more points a game. Not everybody can take nineteen shots a game. Right, and so. I actually think Dort's scoring might go down a little bit because they've got Chet now. Giddy's going to probably score a little bit more. Shea Gilgis is the number one guy on the team, right? They're going to chop and change the minutes, so I don't think Dort's going to play much more than what he played last year. So do we see Dort more in, like, that 15 range? And Dort is a really good defender, but he doesn't get a lot of defensive stats, which hurt him, right? So to me... Dort again is outside the top 100, and I think he might even go inside the top 100. I think almost certainly he will be drafted in most standard leagues, and when I don't, I don't want him unless I'm I'm desperate for points. That's fair, because I mean, what other category is he really helping you in? He's decent at threes, right? But like, I don't like his. I played a lot of roto leagues. His his field goal percentage is is not even worth bothering for someone who isn't good to score over twenty points a game and not really do anything else, right? Right. And so, yeah, I think that's where he should go, right? From that, you know, one hundred and one to the end of your draft, he should be picked in there somewhere by somebody in a head to head league. Yeah, where sure, I do not want him. Right. Where. I mean, it, to me, it, like, if I really want to think I'm going to get some value out of him, I want to pick him with, like, my last pick. Yeah, this, um, is a great, um, this is a great target for deeper leagues, right? Somebody who's going to get right. solid minutes, going to score in, the, in that 15, 17, 18 range. Uh, actually, that's what you want, someone who's just, like, contributing night in and night out. Uh, getting the minutes in those deeper leagues. But in a standard league, I really I don't want him sitting. I don't want him sitting on my bench. Feel free. I'm gonna throw them out. I'm gonna throw them out there for a dollar. These I, I gotta start writing these down. My auction, my auction dollar, my auction dollar troll players. Right. I don't want this motherfucker. Uh, Lou Dort, one dollar, and then someone's like two dollars, and I'm like cha ching, baby. This two dollars and a roster spot off the board. Let's go. Yeah. So chat. You want to talk chat? Let's talk chat. Shout out Chet Holgren. Shout out uh, worldwide. Wide pants, David Letterman's production company. I don't know. <laughs> the drugs are kicking in. The drugs are finally beginning to take hold, Michael. All right. Let's um, let's talk about our boy Chet Holgram, who had a never, never get excited about summer league, but he had a nice summer league. Okay, so good news, bad news situation. What are you open for today? Uh, good news, uh, he looks good. Bad news, he's ugly. He's an ugly-looking guy. Oh, I'm not going to judge his answer. Tra- he's not attractive. Um, not, college I'm not stats. Him sexually. College stats, here we go. You ready for this? Here. Uh, 3.7 blocks a game. That's not really, not, that's nice. Summer League, 2.8 blocks a game. Okay, that's less, but uh, I like it. Uh, minutes in both scenarios, 26.9 and 26.2. Okay. That's Fouls positive. in those two, those two scenarios. 2.7 per game in the college and 3.4 in the summer league. 
Uh, that's starting to sneak into a territory I do not like. And so I think a lot of people are going to expect Chet to be a dominant shot blocker immediately. That could be the case. But if it is the case, you are talking about Chet Holmgren in probably 20 to, 20 to 25 minutes a game. Because Chet Holmgren will be fouled out in games in 10 minutes. Now, there'll be other game nights where he doesn't foul out and he'll be able to play 30. And averages, this is how averages work, right? If you play 10 and then you play 30, you only average 20. Um, Same with that. That's why that 3.4 ain't good, because sometimes you get a 1, but that means sometimes you're getting like 5 to 6. Right, and... You know, foul trouble comes in a lot of different ways, right? You can pick up two fouls in the first 30 seconds and then have to sit the bench. He is, he is tantalizing, though. He does have that um, rookie stink on him. That's the, the temperature of the room is obviously uh, very high because everybody, including myself, I'm, I'm very guilty, loves rookies. I will fully admit that I think rookies, big man rookies, are more likely to break out and have a good rookie year than guards. Um, just statistically, that, that makes a lot of sense. The blocks are also very sexy, that big block number. Like, let's look at the rest of his, the rest of his stats, right? What, what else is he going to contribute other than blocks? How is he any more tantalizing than uh, Mitchell Robinson from a few years ago? I mean, so looking at his college stats, right, you got good rebounder, elite blocks, good three-point shooter to great three-point shooter for a big man, but not a lot of volume. Yeah, yeah. The three-point is the three-point is, is the intriguing part that maybe bumps me over the excitement that everybody had for Mitchell Robinson. Well, and here's the other thing, too, right? Playing off Shea Gilges, there should be plenty of open threes for him. Yes. To just knock down. Should be right. a nice pick and roll. Playing off Josh Giddy, right? Plenty of kind of just maybe catch and shoot open threes if that's the way the Thunder want to run their offense, right? So sometimes he runs a dive and other times he pops out and he gets a wide open shot. Um and he's, question, I mean, he's I mean, also I, very I like the way he looks. I just really like the way he looks. Um yes. But, he, but he, can he get, you know, those big rebounds like he did in college being I mean, he's listed here at 195 pounds. Seven foot, 195 pounds. Do you, let's say I can guarantee you he plays 28 minutes a game. Is he double digit in rebounds? No. I don't like I that. I think he's like seven and a half. Yeah. I think that's very fair. I don't think double digits are in, are in his future, actually. I don't even, 34, 35 minutes a game, right? He can stay on the court. I'm not sure 10, 10 rebounds a game is is going to be there. So you really need to get that kind of across the board. Is this Jaron Jackson Jr. light? Oof. Now that's something maybe I haven't thought about. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Um, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. had himself a nice year. Yeah, finished 44th. Uh, Chet's going to shoot better, I think, from the field. Um, it's also, you know, that's good. It's good. Those, he could put up those kind of numbers. Um, 
And if he's putting up those types of numbers, though, I don't know what it was. What's his free throw? Yeah. Uh, good. I that, think, you know, he, he was only 71 last year in college, but I think it's going to be better than that just because, like, he had some misses that I think were kind of just bad bounces. And I mean, talking literally, it was only 99 free throws. So the bank yeah. on that being like the end all be all is not yeah. not smart. So if he's if he, if he is and he can stay on the court and play 27 minutes a game and be a Jaron Jackson Jr. light, though, I don't think the points are going to be there uh, or the threes are going to be there for him. No, uh, he's going to be more like 10 to 12 points, I think. That's a top 100 player. Might even be a top 80 to 75 player. Because because of the blocks, right? Right. That's the question. Is there two blocks? Or is he more like Mobamba with... Less rebounds? Maybe even a little less rebounds, right? Then you're talking... That's kind of where I'm pegging him. It's more of a Mobamba with seven rebounds. Okay. So that's probably like also uh, Obama in per game value last year because of the blocks, right? Sixty two overall. Right, and so you know the blocks are gonna really help him. But to me, like, where is he gonna be drafted? Okay, yeah, we're we're talking this. Yeah, I feel like we're talking about a ceiling around that fifty sixty range if everything falls right and he stays on the court, which we're actually very worried about. Uh, especially as a rookie uh, center, and then his, you know, his basement is kind of uh, probably so, in that one to one hundred to one twenty range. Top rookies last year, right? Jalen Green was sixty nine. Um, Cade Cunningham. I'm t- talking ADP, right? Like uh, Cade Cunningham went fifty six. Okay. So, like, if he's going fifty six, I don't want him. No, not at all. At 69, though, if he's the, the kind of number two rookie, if I'm, that interesting. Yeah. If I'm at, like, in that six, late 60s, early 70s, mid-70s range, and the blocks are a desire, then I'm starting to look that's way. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too. He's not in my top 50. I don't want to pick him in my top 50. I don't really want to pick him in my top 60. I really don't know if I want to pick him in my top 70 because I know once I start looking at all the players and I start, we start putting them out there in our tiers and our plateaus, right? Okay. I'm probably going to have him in, this, in the first plateau and I'm probably going to pick a lot of people over him where he's going to be under 70. Here's, here's some guys that I'm, I'm kind of like uh, debating, right. right? Let me hear it. Nurkic. Hmm. Hey, already already stumped me. Um, I pro- I don't know. How do we feel about Nurkic? Nurkic, I like those rebounds. Nurkic is nice. Probably Chet though with the blocks. And that's kind of how I feel. And I think Nurkic is kind of in my seventy-five to hundred range. So I think Chet's a little above that. Like Chet's probably in my top seventy-five. Not much in my top seventy-five. Like I'm not saying he's fifty, but like I think he's. 60 to 75, somewhere in there, that ranking for me, yeah, kind of in you, that plateau from 50 to 75. That's fair, which is um, pretty, I, I'd say pretty high for us when we think about rookies. Um, yeah, and the, the, it's, it's really the blocks driving this for me. Like, we've just seen guys like, like Mo Bamba. He played 25 minutes a game last year, got 1.7 blocks, 8 rebounds. Those were the only two positive categories he had, and he was a 62nd ranked player. The blocks, there's just not many to go around. 
So if you're going to block... very rare. That's what I mean. If you're going to block a shot in a half a game, you're, you're a top 75 player. Yeah, period. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, Here, I'll, th- I'll, I'll throw it out there for you. I can tell you. Worst guy to block a shot in a half a game. Oh, uh, that's a good question. Over a shot and a half? Is it our boy Mitchell Robinson? You're close. Mitchell Robinson finished 106th. Uh, yeah. Hassan Whiteside actually did it, and he finished 162nd. But uh-huh. Hassan Whiteside literally didn't do anything else. What a guy. What a guy, Hassan. Shout out to Hassan Whiteside, who had a great year that one year a long time ago, and I uh, might have made some money off of that. Um, real quick, lightning round. Chet or Wendell Carter Jr.? Now that's a good one. That's a good one, Michael. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that one. Uh, the problem is, is Banchero coming in there? Right? So, like, he's going to take minutes from somebody? Is it Bamba? Is it Wendell Carter? Is it both, maybe? And they all play, like, 26 minutes a game? Like, what What in the world does that front court look like? And that's kind of the, the big talking point, I think, when we talk about Thunder. I really don't know why they go away. Wendell Carter Jr. is probably like their best player. Um, I wouldn't say though that I would probably go Chet just for the blocks because I feel like there's such a rare commodity. That's fair. Uh, Yaka Podol or our boy Chet? I like Podol. Also, the right around there. That's that. In, that's in that mid seventies range. Right. I also think the Spurs like they're another tough team to figure the hell out what they're gonna do. Yes, both of those, Orlando and Spurs, very, very tough, and we'll get to those teams here in the future. Is Chet the first rookie off your board? Yes. There you go. It's the blocks. You heard it. Um, Yeah, the blocks are are key there. I will say this, too, about this team. Like, you mentioned it. This is a great team to stream off of. If you see that they're sitting Shea Gilgis and Giddy, find Trey Mann, man. Find Theo Maladon. Find some guys. Find Kenrich Williams for a game and let him... Rock off for 15 points for you. Like, they do some odd things, and you can capitalize on that oddity. Yeah, get those quality starts, you know? Um, and some of those guys are just going to come in, and it's going to be real obvious. They're going to have, like, an eight-man roster. And they're just going to be like, yep, we're playing uh, Trey Man tonight, y'all. And that's what's going to happen. And it's going to be really gross, and but you'll get those, you'll get those stats. It's a, it, it, you can win a lot of weeks. Just by paying attention to the Oklahoma City Thunder, Tyler. Do you have anything else you want to? Any any other players on this team you want to talk about? Boku. No, I mean don't pick Boku. Don't pick Boku. Don't draft Boku. Don't draft Darius Baisley. Don't Don't draft anyone else on this team. Don't just don't do it. Yeah, that's you don't want them. That's fair. Darius Baisley finished 172nd in per game value, and he. Literally played the most games on the team. We talked about it. 69. You don't want him. No. You don't want any of these other guys, really, unless, like, Poku finished 250th, and he played 20 minutes a game. How that's much more than 20 minutes a game is he going to get? You know what I mean? Like you, And that's another problem with this team is, like, they're not giving anybody really a big chance to break out because they are committing to playing every single person on their roster. Yeah. And I don't. We have no reason to think that's going to be any different than last year, outside of their, you know, their top couple guys. And it, and then so the real key here is is Chet staying on the floor. Yep. 
And, and to me, the upside's worth it because if he can't stay on the floor and he can keep the the blocks in a decent place. Now, obviously, it's not going to be three, four, five, right? But uh, if it's closer to two than not, that's a like you're saying, top seven five player, if not higher. Yeah, and so, um, and that's why I think we talked about like my my rookie rankings a, a while back now, and I was like. You know, everyone was saying, like, oh, well, you know, Ben Chera was the first pick. And Jabari Smith, everyone thought he was going to be the first pick. It's like, in fantasy, though, like, Chet's kind of a really unique shot blocker and could be for a significant amount of time. So you're talking about getting two blocks a game for the next five, six, seven years. Like, that's going to give him more value than some of those other guys. Yeah, until they break out. You know, like, we have, uh, you, you see it, like, with Ant-Man. Uh Anthony Edwards is uh, starting to blow. I mean, he's just starting to blow up every single like couple months. He's getting better, right? And like that's for like that's rare. Can it happen with Jabari Smith? Sure, maybe. Uh, but I think it's going to take a while. And uh, I don't think it's going to happen as rookie year. You see rookies struggle all the time. All these rookies will struggle. That consi- if you get that consistent block, uh, that's a that's at least a value you can put some tangible quantifiable value behind and not hope that a uh, check gets better if the blocks are staying but it's risky sure any picking a rookie is always risky but i think this is the rookie that we like the most um i don't know i don't know if i'm i don't know if paulo is the first one off my board or not i need to i need to go look at the orlando magic i think we'll be looking at the orlando magic very soon tyler on our 30 teams in 30 days everybody if you like the show rate review us or just support us on patreon.com slash watching the box. It's just two bucks a month. Help support the show. Uh, and we love you. We appreciate you. Uh, even if you're listening for free, we do love you and appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. And of course, you can find us on Twitter. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. We appreciate you guys listening. And we'll be back with more teams. There's a lot more teams to go. So we will uh, be talking about those teams the teams that i, I want to do the old simpsons bit where they're like we're going to the super bowl the 49ers and the Bears are i don't even know if those teams can play in the super bowl um but that's my favorite bit on one of my favorite bits on the simpsons so on the uh, next um the next show we will be talking about the orlando magic so please join us for that incredible team uh and we'll see you next time thank you for listening and stay safe Thank you.